You're listening to the Lux Life Discovered Podcast, where we talk with people who are living a lifestyle that reflects their passion, because we believe everyone should be living their best life, their Lux Life. The show is hosted by Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group, a premier national event planning company, and co-hosted by Shannon Richmond, the vice president of the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notifications of future episodes. The show is produced by 30A Media and is broadcast on your favorite podcast outlets, as well as YouTube, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TVs, and other major brand smart TVs. Hello, I'm Rick Steiner, and welcome to another episode of Lux Life Discovered. My co-host today is Shannon Richmond with the Panama City Beast Chamber of Commerce. So welcome, Shannon. Thanks, Rick. I always love doing these. Oh, we've got a great one today, too, because this is going to be something that I'm wanting to learn more about. So our guests today are Amy Skye and Mark Jordan, and they are singer-songwriters, and so much going on right now. It's going to be fun to hear their background. Oh, yeah. What they have accomplished and why there are some great projects in the works and, and so Amy let's start with you so kind of give us your background and tell us a little about yourself well I was born in Toronto uh, I'm a classically trained musician I uh, moved to Nashville Tennessee when I was 22 and then um, lived in Los Angeles for many years that's where I went met Mark who's uh, also a singer-songwriter we happened to both be from Toronto, but we met in Los Angeles and um, have very separate uh, writing and recording careers. But every once in a while, we do something together. Oh. Uh, and there's a really neat story about how our trips to 30A from Toronto uh, contributed to our one and only duet album that we put out last year. So that was um, that was my last uh, uh, album release, and um, right now I'm working on writing a Broadway musical. Wow. And Mark has an album coming out, which he'll tell you about. And we have two grown children who are also both singer songwriters. Our son Ezra lives in Nashville. Our daughter Zoe lives in Los Angeles. So, so kind of kind combining of, everything from the past. <laughs> wow. Well, that's great. So tell us about the duet album. You want to go ahead and start with that? Sure. Um, so Mark and I, we both put out um, many solo albums. Um, most of our performing careers have happened in Canada, but we've also written for lots and lots of people around the world, like very famous American stars who you will know, and Mark can tell you about, you know, some of the big hits he's had around the world. Uh, and we never wanted to work together because we're, Oh, so many reasons. I mean, I could do a whole interview on that, but nothing to do with the fact that we that we don't love and respect each other. We're just kind of um, uh, just very we actually like writing with the same people, but we we kind of fill the same role in, in, a, in a writing collaboration. So they don't need both of us, one or the other. But we're, we are each other's biggest, biggest fans. And from the very earliest days, we actually met in the recording studio. Our voices have always sounded amazing together. Aww. And for fun, for fun over the years, we've, we've done a little touring together. We've done some recording together. We'll write together, but only to keep it fun. Because, you know, I like Mark to come home at the end of the day and complain about his day at work. And I don't want that to be me he's complaining about. <laughs> good, good, good call. Point, yeah. Good call. So, um, but our record label up in Canada was like, you know, you guys, um, everybody knows your separate careers and there's, you've done so little together. We think that um, your fans would love to hear uh, a duet album. So we decided to start on it, believe it or not, 
in 2014, we bought our place in uh, on 30A in 2012. And we started, so we drive, when you drive down from Toronto, you go through Nashville. So not only would we, um, the first thing we would do is when we were in the car, we would listen to all kinds of stuff, like our songs, other people's, looking for those magical songs that made a great duet. Because that's very, very different from singing a solo song. And um, we found some great covers. We we found some originals. We wrote some originals. Then we'd stop in Nashville. We'd do some recording. Then we'd go to 30A and hang out. And then we'd do the same thing, all the same thing on the way home on the way back. So we, you know, when we think about how did we discover, and then and then we did it for seven years. <laughs> so wow. we, we, only did, we only did like a couple of songs a year. Like I said, we just wanted to keep it fun. Oh. And we did, and um, really uh, ended up uh, recording some amazing tracks in Nashville. And and you y'all know that you know Nat we know about Thirty A because of our musician friends in Nashville. You know, oh. that so many musicians come from Nashville to to Thirty A, and uh, and that's that's really how it happened. And we spent a lot of time working out harmonies in the car on those long drives. From Cracker Barrel to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's uh that's interesting. And Nashville is such a fun town. It's changed so much over the years, but there are some parts of it that still remain the same. And um, you know, a lot of people think that <clears throat> excuse me, that Nashville is just country music. There's all different types of music in Nashville. And that was one sure. of the biggest surprises for me. Yeah, and the players, they're the some of the top caliber studio musicians and live musicians in the world. Right. And actually I want, I want to say our album is called He Sang, She Sang, and I meant to have one to lift up and show you, but if, if anyone is listening and he want said, to find she out. She said, I love that. Yeah. No, it's He Sang, oh. She Sang. Oh, He, he sang, sang, She Sang, yeah. okay. Yeah. Which means okay. He Sang, She Sang, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll pop it. And, that, and we have our, our website called He Sang, She Sang dot live. And we just, really they helped the musicians and the arrangers in Nashville really helped us create the sound for the record because as you say it's not just country my stuff is a little more Americana Mark's stuff is a little more jazz influenced and we found musicians that helped us find like a way to blend those two styles in Nashville because they're just so damn good those players are just a delight it's a yeah. thrill to record That's in Nashville so Mark tell us a little about your background then because it's you guys, and you've got an award that's coming up for, or you're nominated for an award, right? So let's. Uh, am I? We, well, we, we, we just, we just yeah. had, we just had our, what, what is equivalent to the Grammys here. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I was uh, yeah. nominated for that. But um, I. I the duet yeah. album. Yeah. was nominated for best adult contemporary album that okay. he sang. Yeah. yeah. He sang, yeah. she sang. I love that. I um my dad was a was a classical singer and um so I grew up around music big time my entire life and uh and he loved all kinds of music he loved folk music he loved uh, you know classical music he loved just just about he loved he loved uh, like Ella and Sinatra and all those people. So he played that around the house, and I guess by osmosis, I kind of picked some of it. <laughs> well, you you picked it up very well, obviously. <laughs> so thank you. So being a singer songwriter, how do you? I think 
well, first of all, I have no talent, musical talent. So that blows my mind anyway. But well, that's, um, that's a good start. That's a good start. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're, like when you're writing, when you're, okay, I guess like when you're writing for other people, of course you don't write the songs necessarily for other people. I guess you do, actually you do write for other people, but when you're writing a song initially, how do you know if you're writing it for something you want or you think it would be good for someone else to, well, to see? I, um, you know, there, there are different kinds of ways of doing the, the that business. And, and uh, there are people that are very good at, you know, if someone says, you know, uh, such and such a singer is looking for a song, they, they can go, all right, and they write that song. But I was never like that. I I always pretend, or not pretend, but I always uh, start out thinking the song is for me. Okay. And that's the only way I can make it truthful and sort of rooted in some kind of experience that the listener will get, you know? So um, my publishers were very smart and they they figured that out with me early on and so they just let me write and then i would hand in my songs and then they would shop them to you know donna ross or Cher or uh rod stewart or uh, whoever you know and um and i started getting uh, uh covers that way how cool is yeah. that so yeah. who was your first um major artist that donna ross really okay yeah interesting and i knew she was i knew she was cutting the song but i didn't know it was going to be a single and um it's called pieces of ice and it was years ago and <laughs> you know those those days i lived in hollywood just up in the canyon and i had an old oldsmobile convertible 1968 Oldsmobile with a torn top and just a mess. Proud, and, uh, proud of it. And I'm <laughs> literally driving down Hollywood Boulevard and I hear Diana Ross singing my songs. I, 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 could, I absolutely couldn't believe it. I had to pull over. Oh, I bet. What an yeah. awesome feeling, though, hearing your song oh. for somebody singing it. And that yeah. was your very first one? Yeah. And does that feeling get, is it the same over and over every time you hear someone else sing one of your songs? Uh, you know, I've been very lucky. I've had wonderful singers sing my songs. And I got to tell you, um, I, I don't think I've been uh, uh, disappointed with any of the versions that they've done. They've, they've just been terrific. Oh. So when you write songs and then you hear somebody sing, like you're talking about a different version. Mm-hmm. Is that well? Everybody has their own style, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, how did I guess that is a good, good question. Then I know you're not disappointed, but do you ever hear somebody sing a, a style in a style that you're like, hmm, I never thought about it like that? Well, none of them have done it radically different, but but the, the, my first, I've had a couple of covers on on uh, rhythm of my heart, and. Um, the first guy to do it, uh, no kidding, was like a karaoke singer, I think, from uh, 
a French karaoke singer who lived in Holland. Okay. And I got that version and I thought, <laughs> not, not great. But, you know, but then Rod did it. So, and it was great. Wow. That's interesting. So how do your songs get out there? You write them and give them to your publicist. And then he says, oh, so-and-so is looking for a song. Why don't you listen to this one or try this one? Is that how it well, works? But the, the publisher, you know, you hand in. Your, your homework. Your, your homework. Yeah. And, um, and they, they listen to them and they go, and they, and that's their job to connect the art another artist with a song that they believe that this artist can have a hit with Man. And, and and some of them are very good at doing that and some some aren't but but uh you know it works out worked out for uh, amy and i anyway but when the right artist comes with the right song it's oh yeah right i just can't even imagine yeah so amy what about you what's one of your greatest moments that stand out for you uh well i mean my, my very first song that i had recorded in nashville um was done by a young 25 year old redhead from oklahoma who was putting out her big first major label album and her name was reba mcintyre so, uh you know she was not a star at that point but i mean she was for me i was like 22 and and somebody wanted to do one of my songs i was thrilled and um, I got to actually hang out with her and we we were a little bit friendly back in the day, including um, we were both in in uh, in Los Angeles at one time when she was hosting. We had the same manager and when she was hosting the Academy of Country Music Awards and I took her to shop in Beverly Hills, like kind of like when Julia Roberts went shopping, you know, in Pretty Woman. And I helped her. She had never she had never she had never shopped in like a proper dress shop, like a fancy dress shop right. and she was so intuitive I helped her pick out a gown for the Academy of Country Music Awards. That was it was sweet. But um really I think my biggest um relationship with an artist that's not myself is a, a very long-term relationship with Olivia Newton John, who um I first wrote with when I was living in LA in 1987. And then we reconnected um Actually, in about 2004, um, we had stayed in touch, but we just hadn't worked together for a long time. And we started doing projects together. And I actually started producing the records, not just writing the songs with her, which um, very pe very few people know that um, not many women produce records. It's kind of like there's not many women movie directors. It's not that they can't, just that just, they don't. They don't. Nobody asks them and they don't think to ask. But yeah. Olivia's such a generous person and we were really close friends and she loved the way I got her voice to sound in the studio and we wrote amazing stuff together and we I, I produced about eight seven or eight projects with her and then the last one we did very ironically um we recorded it in 2014 and put it out in 2016 it was a trio with me and Olivia and another writer named Beth Nielsen Chapman who actually just played at the 38 Songwriting Festival in January. Oh. And, and it was a, an album of songs about loss and grief. And because Olivia's sister had died in 2013 and my mother had just passed away and Beth had lost her husband. So it was like a girl group and we made a record. The album was, we made a group called Olivia, Beth and Amy and the album was called Live On. 
and we toured it in um, Canada, the US, United Kingdom. And the very last day of the tour, uh, Olivia was re-diagnosed with cancer. And uh, it was, you know, just crazy. She'd been cancer free for 30 years. And so this was kind of in such a crazy way. It was like her way of coming to terms with her own mortality and um, giving people messages of hope. The album was called Live On. And um, at her funeral uh, in last September, I actually, her husband asked me to perform some of the songs from that album. And he in fact shared a video of her singing from one of our concerts. He opened the funeral service with her singing a song we'd written together called Grace and Gratitude, which was really how she felt about her gratitude for having survived cancer the first time. And she truly appreciated every single day. She was one of the most grateful, generous people. And Mark knows he actually started a film with her. Uh, and uh, she just had this amazing, generous, life-affirming attitude. And um, so that's a really significant body of work. So I'm really, really proud of the of the material that we created together. Wow, that, that's, that's interesting. Oh, absolutely. So do you guys ever sit around at night sometime and start talking and then try to one-up each other with your connections? <laughs> you work with absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> when, whenever Mark's in the doghouse, he reminds me, you know, Cher, Bette Midler, Joe Cocker, you know, and, and he reminds me that he sold more records than me, and oh. you know, and, and that, it works, and it, it stays with you, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Listen to him, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's um. That's interesting because, like I said, this is just like hearing who you've worked with, um, the way you've done, what you've accomplished is just really impressive. But then you're not finished. You know, what's it? What's ahead for you? Well, um, Mark, why don't you talk about this album, which is uh, it's not even out yet. It's, it's coming out April twenty first. He's like, it's not out yet. <laughs> two, two singles are out. Two singles are out, and and, and I'm, I'm holding the cover. Oh, here. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a song. It's a uh, it mo mostly songs of mine, and uh, and uh, there it is, right there. And it's a uh, it, part of it's done with. Um, like it's sort of on the jazzy side of life. Okay. And uh, we had Randy Brecker play trumpet on it. And uh, we used uh, the Prague Symphony on some songs. And uh, so it's a it's a very nice sounding record. Beautiful sounding record, actually. And it comes out April 21st. Yeah, I'm And Amy, the reason he has more sales is because you're there in the background cheering him on. <laughs> no, he, he has more sales of songs he's written for other people. Okay. Um, oh. is he, but, um, uh, hey, we're not even going to go there. We're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, totally, um, uh, I, I'm not very good at social media. Uh, I'll admit it. But my wife is all over it. And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. That's true, yeah. That's great. <laughs> so are you guys in 30A right now, or are you in Toronto? Toronto. Uh, 
we're in Toronto. I'm usually in 30A. Um, I, I hunker down there January, February, March. Okay. And March comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thinking um, of all the stuff we've written in 30A. We actually recorded vocals on, on yeah. our duet album. We had our engineer uh, drive down from Toronto and we set up a studio in our house um, and did a, a, number, a lot of the vocals for the He Sang, She Sang album. Um <sighs> One, I wrote one of the songs, one of my favorite songs, and I think Mark, one of your favorite songs for the He Sang, She Sang album is a song called I'll Give You Wings, which I wrote with uh, Vince Gill's piano player, uh, John Jarvis, and he drove down from Nashville to come uh, work with me in 38. It is never hard to get people to come down. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Come to the beach. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I've had my whole, um, I'm working on a Broadway musical now called uh, Beyond. And I've had my whole writing team come down at different times and um, and work on it there. And it's uh, and I personally, um, oh, actually, I go to I'm a big fan of yoga and I go to Balance 30A and Mist. Those are the two yoga studios I go to. Um, and that's actually was the inspiration for one of my albums called Namaste, which is uh, Sanskrit mantras for yoga class. And. I wrote most of the, I wrote almost the whole album on 38 and the cover of the album is a picture I took on my iPhone of the beach. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And those are what, some of the best yoga I've ever been to is on 38. I don't know. I think people are just laid back and kind of spiritual and it's Florida. You know, You're on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's how the podcast originated because I, um, just amazing the, the amount of talent and people from so many different areas that are here and living their passion. And, you know, it's kind of fun to be able to talk to people who come down, you know, whether it's to retire at different ages or whatever it may be, but just the energy and the the renewal spirit they have here. So it, it makes it a very interesting area for sure. I am convinced, and I've run this theory by a lot of people, and maybe you know more than I do, the the sand on the beach, because it's white, it comes from white quartz, I've been told. Um, I There's a special energy, like I've written so many songs walking along that beach. I write when I walk anyway, but there's just something about that beach. I actually shot a video on the beach, a song of mine called uh, Taking You With Me, and we got we we rented uh, we got one of those you know companies that sets up a bonfire for you and right. this was in 2012 I think maybe even the first year 20, 2013 and and our kids are in the video marks in the video and um that that beach is it's I'm just gonna say it's a spiritual place for me that beach is a mm-hmm. spiritual place I don't know what it is but there's an energy there it's like mm-hmm. a vortex. Well, that's neat, yeah. Well, we, uh, we're glad you guys were down in 38 a lot of the year. So um, so you say there's a big Nashville connection with the musicians and artists that are in 38, and that's how you became familiar with the area? Yeah. Yeah, our, we have a friend, uh, Eddie Schwartz, who uh, is a songwriter in Nashville, and he... I guess was driving around. He was driving around in the coast, and and he just stumbled up, up upon this area, and uh, it's uh, and he loved it, and he told us about it, and we came down and we loved it, and 
you know, it's really, it's it's a well-known area, but at the same time, it's still kind of a hidden part of the, the coast because most people think South Florida is, you know, warmer and nicer, but man, the beaches here are the best in the go in the in Florida yeah, because of the white sand. But it's just the it's kind of a melting pot of so many different, you know, artists, recording artists, whether painters, um, musicians. Yeah, a lot of painters. Yeah, and so it's kind of fun to to come down and when you become a part of that. It's just fun to experience it, and it, it motivates you to want to do more too. So, and uh, as far as writing, I can see where that would be very inspiring with the all the nature and then just all the creative minds. I can see that being a huge plus. Oh yeah. Yeah. If yeah. we're if we're walking on the beach and you start to create, <laughs> we know we're in trouble. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the same effect if I did it. No. <laughs> so. Well, but you know, I think uh, we're talking about creating, like writing something from nothing. But I think you walk along the beach and you're thinking about a problem, or oh, people just you know, do you know what I mean? It clears your Absolutely. mind, right? Yes, definitely. Let it go out with the waves. Yeah, just go. Yeah. yeah. So, when will you guys be back in the area? What do you have any events planned here locally? We not till next year. Yeah, we know we we've come down a couple of times in the fall, um, but no, usually our schedules fall is a big touring time up in Canada concerts. So I know Mark's doing a big tour this fall. Um, so uh, we probably will just you know we'll just be just be there in the winter, uh, but we and then we you know like everybody else we rent our house out. Uh, for the rest of the year, so right. we can, so we can afford to be there. For three <laughs> there you go. Well, I tell you what, when you're back at some point, I'd welcome the opportunity to meet you guys, and so I'll definitely be keeping up with you and gonna listen to your music more. And it's this has been great because I one of the reasons I've told Shannon before that I want to do the podcast is not only to showcase all the artists and the talent, but I I love to learn. So yeah, yeah. You know, this is something totally out of my norm. And so it's fun to hear your perspective on it. And not just that you're singer-songwriters, but you're, you've done it and you're successful and the major, you know, artists with whom you've worked. And oh, yeah. it's just fun to, to see somebody still so grounded that you can visit with and have fun with. Well, you know, thank you, Rick. And um, I, it, it has occurred to me that... Um, it would be great for for Mark and I to actually do a concert in 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 maybe in Seaside sometime. And I just uh, when I come down there, I come down. It's like my creative retreat. And I don't really think about that. But I saw a poster when I was there, and I was like, you know what? This would probably be a great venue for us. So if you know any concert promoters that, that want to have us uh, talk to us about putting on a show there, we we'd love it. All right, don't say it unless you mean it, because I will start. Oh, 100%. <laughs> all right, good. 100% yeah. As long as it's not during the summer. Right. Really, <laughs> Nothing out during the summer. It's really hot oh, in the it summer. Is, yes. yeah. 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 Everybody leaves in the summer that's local. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> that's awesome. But, um, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I um, have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for your time today. It's been great talking with both of you. And like I said, I look forward to meeting you in person. And um, Shannon, anything before we. No, I've just been like. It's been so, thank you. It's just been so awesome listening to you guys and hearing more about what you do. Well, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say you can find all of our music on 
YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, Amy Sky Music, Mark Jordan Music, certainly Spotify, iTunes, all of those channels. Oh, I can't and, wait. Um, you know, you can listen to us on your on your iPhones when you're walking on the beach in 38. Yeah, I love it. All right. I can't well, wait. Good deal. Well, thank Check out Lux Life Discovered on Facebook and Instagram and on 30a.tv. See you next time on Lux Life Discovered. Thank you.